Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. You're listening to the Odyssey Las Vegas Public Affairs Show. I'm Heather Vale, and joining me is Melissa Cipriano, Executive Director of the Children's Heart Foundation. Melissa has more than 20 years' experience in nonprofit leadership and community relations, and she's passionate about helping people in need, especially kids. And it's that time of year again when you can adopt a family for the holidays. Melissa, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So for those who are not familiar with the organization, what exactly does the Children's Heart Foundation do? The Children's Heart Foundation is a nonprofit organization that helps families who have children diagnosed with a congenital heart defect. And we help with the financial assistance that comes with having a medically fragile child. We help with referrals to emotional support programs. And then we also do what we like to call quality of life programming, which is our camp program and what we're doing today, talking about our holiday adoptive family program and helping our families during the holidays. Yeah, awesome. Now, how many kids are there with congenital heart defects here in Southern Nevada? Oh, gosh, that number is hard to pinpoint, but one out of every 100 babies born is born with congenital heart disease. So it's quite large and it's quite common. Some children, their heart condition may not be as severe as others. And about 30% of those kids require invasive surgeries in their lifetime. So uh, those are the kids that the families that we generally help with our holiday programming because they've had hospitalizations and or surgeries throughout the last year. And those are the families that we'd like to focus on. So what is the Holiday Adopt-A-Heart Family Initiative all about? How does it work? Sure. We know how the economy has been changing rapidly and how many, you know, just typical families are very stressed during the holidays because, you know, the economy has been so rough lately. And our program is in place because, you know, when you have a child with medical needs and there's hospitalizations, time off of work, so parents can care for their their heart child, it affects the family budget. So when we have an ailing economy, plus we have, you know, we're throwing in a medical condition for a family, it really puts a lot of stress on that family. So what our program is aimed at is helping create a holiday that these families, you know, can create memories and not be so stressed and our donors provide the gifts for the family. Hence, adopt a family. Nice. Okay. So what types of gifts and items do the donors typically purchase for the Hart family? Well, our families, they are pre-screened. They fill out the wish lists for each one of their children. So there's the needs and the wishes. So needs could be something like diapers or pajamas or slippers or clothes or a jacket. And then the wishes are the, you know, the Legos, the Barbies, the baby dolls, 
the basketball hoop, things of that nature. So Mm -hmm. generally it runs the gamut. It depends on, of course, the child and what their abilities are, as well as, you know, the age and the teens are, you know, of course, all about the clothes or, you know, for the female teens, the makeup and things like that. But for, you know, a child that's around, you know, five to 10 years of age, it's a lot of the toys, the new, the biggest and greatest (laughs) types of toys that is out on the market for that season. Okay. So what type of combination of needs and wishes do the donors typically provide? Well, from the wish list, it's all online. So the donor is able to access the family's wish list for each one of the children. And I have found doing this for several years, we have the most generous donors in our community because they typically buy everything that the child asks for on the list. That's not the case for all of them, but it is so easy to do. So, you know, I'm talking from experience with my family, my brothers, my mom, my husband, my own kids, my cousins, we all, and a few of my close friends, we all pitch in a certain amount of money each year. And we actually adopt a heart family. And it is so hard not to want to buy every single thing on that list. (laughs) So I talk from experience. I'm known for going a little bit overboard, but I can't help myself. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But for someone that's listening, if they want to potentially become a donor, what is expected of them if they're not the type that's necessarily going to go overboard? (laughs) Right, right. Well, we just ask that they at least get one or two of their wish items. It it just depends. Some families put a lot of wish items on the list because those are kind of like your Santa gifts. You want to still keep the spirit of the holidays alive for the family. And so we just ask that, you know, based on their own personal budget, we have families as large as two members in a family. And then we have families that are as large as like 11, 12 people in their family that have many children. So what's nice about our platform that we use, donors are able to go on there and read the wish lists and read about the family. We encourage our families to write a brief bio and share, you know, their their heart journey with our donors. And then that way, the donor is able to go on and select based on their own personal budget and what they're able to provide. So it makes that the platform that we use very nice because we're not selecting for the donor. The donor is able to select what family they want to choose. Nice. Okay. And then how and when are the gifts actually delivered to the families that get adopted? Sure. We have our community partner, First Foundation Bank, has been our North Pole (laughs) headquarters for the last, since the pandemic, actually. And they are our drop-off location. So how it works is that on December 11th and 12th, the donors will come to First Foundation Bank with the family that they have chosen to adopt and drop off those items. And then on That same week, on the 14th and 15th of December, our families actually pick up all the items. And we provide wrapping paper and tape and gift tags so mom and dad can create their own family traditions or keep with their own family traditions and wrap those gifts and surprise their kiddos on Christmas morning. That's awesome. Okay, so if someone wants to adopt a family for the holidays, how do they sign up and go through choosing a family? Just give our office a call. Myself or Jill will be able to get them signed up. Our phone number is 702-967-3522. Or they can email us at info at chfn.org. That's I-N-F-O at chfn.org. 
Okay, perfect. Now, let's say someone is interested in supporting the Children's Heart Foundation, but not necessarily wanting to adopt a family, but donating in other ways. We've got Giving Tuesday coming up. So what would you like people to know about Giving Tuesday? Giving Tuesday is a way and a convenient way to still be connected to your community. And it's so easy. You just have to go to our website and click on the Donate Now button. And it'll take you into our platform and you can make a donation that, you know, fits your family's budget. And you can also designate that gift to go to a certain program that we have. There's a drop down menu. So if you want to support our camp program, let's just say you can select Camp Menda Heart. Or if you want to select, you know, our emergency family services, you can select that in the drop down. So we make it very easy to make a donation. And also we're, you know, nearing the end of the tax year. So, (laughs) you know, get those tax credits in there while you're making a great contribution to the Children's Heart Foundation. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you know, there's so many great nonprofits and charities that people can give to on Giving Tuesday. Why is Children's Heart Foundation a great organization to choose for making that annual donation? We truly take our mission to heart to where we want to make sure our heart families are taken care of. It's devastating to have a child that has, you know, a life-threatening condition or upcoming surgeries, long stays in the hospital. And it's scary. And our families, you know, are constantly living the what-ifs you know, what if my child has a condition to where he or she can't be active or, you know, every heart child is different. And it's it, it could be a very scary time for parents. And just knowing that there's a foundation there to help get them through a medical crisis with their child just puts their heart at ease, no pun intended, but it just helps them have a sense of They have a community that cares. They have an organization that wants to be with them every step of the way and that they could get through this with their child. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So what other holiday programming or year-end initiatives do you have going on or even coming up over the next few months? We just wrapped up. It's Thanksgiving week. So we also help during Thanksgiving to our families that need a little bit of assistance for a meal on Thanksgiving Day. So we were able to assist, gosh, I think it was a total of 36 families statewide that requested assistance with Thanksgiving. And so we're very lucky that we're able to do that because we have a a community that cares and we have donors that contribute towards that. We will be going into 2024. We've got Heart Month is the month of February, and then right after that in April is our Heart Walk, so our Walk with the Heart of a Child on April 20th. So those are all ways that our community can continue to help our foundation meet our mission goals and to help all families who have a child diagnosed with a congenital heart disease. Yeah, that's fantastic. Okay. So once again, if people want to find out more about the Children's Heart Foundation or make a donation directly online, what's the website again? It's chfn.org, chfn.org. Okay. And then if they'd like to adopt a heart family for the holidays, they can call the phone number or email for that. Absolutely. So 702-967-3522. 
Okay, perfect. So once again, chfn.org is the website. It stands for Children's Heart Foundation Nevada, chfn.org. If you would like to make a donation or find out more about what the Children's Heart Foundation of Nevada is doing throughout the year, chfn.org is the place to find out that info. Now, if you would like to adopt a family for the Adopt-A-Heart Family Initiative, which is going on for the holidays, Gifts are being given out. The drop-off dates are December 11th and 12th, so you want to sign up sooner than that. First Foundation Bank is the drop-off location, but first you will want to give them a call or email. So the phone number, once again, 702-967-3522 and the email info at chfn.org info at chfn.org and you will be able to choose a heart family that you want to adopt for the holidays get them some needs and some wishes and then drop off those gifts at first foundation bank december 11th and 12th wow it sounds like an amazing holiday season that you've got planned for these heart families and i know that it's going to mean so much to them it does Yeah, so heartwarming. Oh, and let's mention once again, Giving Tuesday is coming up on November 28th, the day after Cyber Monday. Giving Tuesday is a great time to consider giving a donation to the Children's Heart Foundation. And again, you can do that at chfn.org. Melissa, thank you so much and happy holidays. And thank you for everything you do for the community. Oh, goodness. Thank you. Thank you for this opportunity and for letting us have a sounding board to get the message out to our community. We are the 25%. That's a quarter of all Americans, over 61 million people with a disability. Our differences make us 100% unique, just like you. 100% creative, passionate, determined, and proud. We are the 25%, and we want a world where everyone is 100% included. Easter Seals Disability Services. Change the way you see disability. We are the 25.org. You're listening to the Odyssey Las Vegas Public Affairs Show. I'm Heather Vale, and joining me is Linda Bridges, VP of Marketing and Communications for Miracle Flights. The nonprofit organization is lighting up downtown Summerlin for the holiday season with their third annual Lights for Flights interactive display of positive words. Linda, thank you so much for being here today. Hi, Heather. Thank you for having me. So what exactly is Miracle Flights? Yeah, so we are a local nonprofit. We've been in Las Vegas since 1985. And since then, we have provided over 150,000 flights to children all over the country who need to reach medical care that may not be available in their home community. Okay, so what sorts of medical needs do you typically book flights for? You know, we provide flights to children for really a wide range of things, everything from childhood cancer to club foot to severe allergies. We provide about 700 flights a month. And we just want to make sure that those children get to the medical care that they need. Okay. So what are the criteria for kids or, well, their parents to request flights with Miracle Flights? Yeah. So we have an application on our website at miracleflights.org. And what that does is it sort of helps us screen the process for parents who are going online to request a flight. We don't have a lot of parameters, but our main parameter is you must be under the age of 17. So we fly children that are, you know, infants to kids who 
who are, you know, four and five and in teenage years, we've actually flown children from the time that they were born until the time they graduate high school. We have attended high school graduations of our kids that we have flown for decades, some of them. So the main requirement is that you have to be under the age of 17. We do have some financial parameters in there, but that's all available on the application. Okay. Now, 700 flights a month, that's a lot of flights. So individually, are the kids typically flying like every week, once a month, or what's the average? Great question. So, yeah, we often fly kids multiple times. So, for instance, if we are flying a child to the leading club foot center in West Palm Beach, Florida, that is not a flight they're going to take only once. They're going to fly down to West Palm Beach from wherever they live, usually three, four, five times a month. If they're receiving cancer treatment, they may be flying to those specialists multiple times a month. So there really is no average, but there, I can say that the average isn't one time and then you're done. And the good thing with Miracle Flights is once that child and their family is part of our family, we never leave them. So whether they request one flight or 100 flights, we're here for them throughout the duration of their treatment. Wow, that's fantastic. All right, now, what is Lights for Flights in downtown Summerlin? Yeah, so this is our third annual Lights for Flights. This is a program that incorporates words that encompass not only the season of giving, the holiday season, but also miracle flights. So we have seven words that are big, illuminated words that are placed throughout downtown Summerlin. Those words include hope and love, sore, miracle, and joy. Each one of those words encompasses miracle flights. And what's great is that families are shopping in downtown Summerlin. They can take a selfie, they can tag us, but they can also donate. We want people to learn more about our mission. We want people to know that we're here and can fly your children all across the country. But we also want to bring a smile to their faces while they're doing it. A really cool thing we've incorporated this year, we have the word joy. And joy is actually an interactive snow globe. So you can walk right up to joy, press a button, and it's a really cool snow globe. We had the chance to uh, visit all of our signs last week, and it was really neat to see children walk up to joy and press the sign and families taking their holiday photos in front of our signs. So Lights for Flights is just a great interactive way for our community to learn more about Miracle Flights. Nice. Now, if someone wants to take selfies with all seven words, are they easy to get to just walking around? They are, but we also have a map. So if you go to our social media profiles at Miracle Flight, we have a map that shows you exactly where each sign is. And we have had families reach out to us and say, hey, we'd love to take our holiday photos in front of these signs, or we'd love to you know, show our children what a local charity does. So yes, we invite families to go in front of these signs, take photos, interact, and just have fun this holiday season. <laughs> That's so cool. All right. Now I can totally picture how people would come up to the sign, take selfies, take photos of their families with these beautiful, large, lit up signs. But you mentioned they can also donate. So how do they donate at the sign? That's right. We have a QR code right on the sign. We also have a screen, um, a video loop that plays that, that talks about Miracle Flights. 
And there's a lot of QR codes on that presentation as well. But if you go right up to a sign, you'll see our QR code. If you press that, that's going to take you right to our website. And you can donate as little as $10 a month. Sometimes I think people think they have to donate a lot of money to make a difference. But really, $10 allows us to send a care package to a child as they fly. $20 allows us to send one of our little mild flesh bears to every single child who flies. So it's a great way to really teach children about the season of giving. And it's a great way to give back to a local nonprofit. That's a great idea. All right. Now, how long will the Lights for Flight signs be on display at downtown Summerlin this year? Yeah. So they are on display right now through January 1st, 2024. Perfect. Okay. So the whole holiday season, if you're at downtown Summerlin, near downtown Summerlin, you can take photos and make donations at the Lights for Flights displays. That sounds like so much fun. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's the third year now, so it's catching on. People are calling us, asking us if the signs are out yet. Um, <laughs> the signs are out. They are there. We have soar is one of our words. Because, of course, at Miracle Flights, we soar. And so it's right in front of our the ice rink at downtown Summerlin. So when you're skating, you're grabbing your hot cocoa, take a photo in front of soar and tag us. Nice. Okay. So Lights for Flights is happening throughout the holiday season, but for the rest of the year, what other projects and events do you have going on? Oh, yeah. We always have things happening at Miracle Flights. We have a really fun holiday event coming up December 7th. It's called Flight School. And it's called Flight School because it is a wine flight event. You can go to this really cool event space called Starbase and have a holiday wine flight experience with a sommelier. That's December 7th. And then quickly approaching is our premier fundraiser of the year. It is called Soiree. And that this year is April 12th, 2024. You're going to want to mark your calendars. You're going to want to buy tickets or sponsorships. It is the event of the year. It takes place in a private aviation hangar. Last year was our inaugural event, and we cannot wait to welcome even more people to Soiree on April 12th. Nice. Okay. Now, I think I happened upon the flight school by accident last year when I was at a different event that happened to be at the same venue. And I'm like, that looks so cool. I wonder what that flight school is all about. Now I know. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think everyone loves to have, you know, a kind of fun way to do the holidays. And this is a great way to come out, have some fun with your friends, your girlfriends, have, you know, enjoy some wine flights, some light vibes, and the proceeds come back to Miracle Flight. That's awesome. All right. So where can listeners find out more about Miracle Flights, about the services you have, request services if they happen to have a child who fits those criteria, maybe get involved in some way or find out about the Lights for Flights and the flight school that you have coming up on December 7th? Absolutely. You can go to miracleflights.org. Sign up to be a volunteer. You can sign up um, to have, you know, do some monthly giving or to donate and then look at all of the events that we have going on throughout the year. Fantastic. Okay. So miracleflights.org is the website to go to miracleflights.org. Right now, they've got the third annual Lights for Flights happening at downtown Summerlin. Seven positive, inspiring words that you can take photos with 
Some of them are interactive. Look for joy. That's got the little interactive surprise there. Take your selfies, tag Miracle Flights in your photos when you post them on social media. And don't forget to scan the QR code at each sign because that will allow you to make a donation. Takes you straight to the website, which again is miracleflights.org. And there's also a flight school coming up on December 7th. And you can also find the information there on miracleflights.org. And Linda, I want to thank you so much for being here and letting us know more about what you're doing in the community and the difference you've been making for all these years, decades, actually. It's fantastic. And I hope a lot of people come out and take photos this season and, of course, post on social media and make donations. So really appreciate your time here today. Thank you so much, Linda. Thanks, Heather. Learning your child has cancer causes an emotional and financial crisis. Often, the best place for treatment is far from home. But with the help of the National Children's Cancer Society, children battling cancer can get to life-saving treatment, whether it's across town or across the country. To learn how we give families hope and give their children the best shot at survival, visit thenccs.org. That's T-H-E-N-C-C-S dot org. Because no family should go through childhood cancer alone. You're listening to the Odyssey Las Vegas Public Affairs Show. I'm Heather Vale, and I'm speaking with lifestyle expert and pet parent, Kathy Buccio. Many pet owners like to get gifts and stocking stuffers for their furry family members, but what's the best approach to making positive memories without breaking the bank? Kathy, thank you so much for being here today. Heather, thank you so much for having me. So why do pet parents like to get gifts for their pets, even if the animals don't understand holiday traditions? Because pets are part of our family and we definitely want to spoil them and we want to wake up holiday morning with some treats for them. And I love that Petco's Merry Makings Holiday Collection has such an array of different products for pets. Most of them are under $15. There are over 500 products. There's also great value gifts that are $10 and under tennis ball ornaments, cake pop inspired treats for our pets and great for them to have a new plush toy or maybe a little cat teaser to play with holiday morning as everyone is opening their gifts. And we definitely want to remember for gifts for our hosts and our home, like pillows, throw blankets. We have a personalized snow globe that always will make a great gift. Okay, what are the best types of pet stocking stuffers? I tend to always go towards the treats and the edible stuff. But I mean, there's a lot more fun stuff that we could put in those stockings. So what would you recommend for dogs, for cats? Absolutely. So I know that sometimes it can be a little overwhelming to find all those products, right? So if you rather just go to something ready-made, those pre-made stockings, or you can even do an oversized stocking for your cats or for your dogs. But I personally love to fill my, my dog. I have a little dog. Her name is Roxy and she loves squeaky toys. There was this pickle that we got last year that is still living on. It's probably ready for a new one, but I love putting those in there. I love putting treats, her little bones, even some holiday inspired cookies. And if it's for a cat, I love the little plush toys. And I love the teasers. I think they can never get enough of that. And again, you can have the whole family kind of come in and play with your pets. Nice. Okay. So besides the stuff that we can give the pets, what are some experiences we can create to make memories with our pets? Oh, of course. So they have a lifestyle and style brand called Ready. And I love Ready because it gives pet parents and pets an opportunity to twin. And when you've got a great outfit for them, well, how about we take them with some photos for Santa? And this is something that I love. I took Roxy last year, December 2nd. They will have 
photos with Santa. So we want to definitely do that. We definitely want to get them ready for the holidays. So if you're traveling, which most families are, make sure that you have their carriers, their car seats as well. So they're traveling safe. And we can't forget those grooming appointments, right? Because all our pets love to look good for all those Instagram photos we're going to be taking and with their photos for Santa's. We want to book those grooming appointments. And we also want to make sure that they're up to date with their training. Because guess what? Those well-behaved doggies and kitties get extra treats when they're well-behaved. Cool. So you're saying December 2nd, pets can get photos with Santa at Petco? On December 2nd, they will be able to go to their local pet store in Vegas and get their photos with Santa taken. All right. So how can we give back to pets in need? It's such an important time. I mean, every day of the year should be an opportunity to give back, but especially during the holidays, you want to give back to those pets in need. So if you're shopping in store, you can make a donation to Petco Love. And when you do, you're helping a pet in need and you will also receive a gift with your donation. But the gift itself is that you're helping a pet in need and giving them that extra love during the holidays. Okay, awesome. So where can listeners go if they want to get more information or take a look at some of the products that you mentioned? Absolutely. Well, obviously a great idea to pop into your local Petco. And you can also find more info as to locations and more shopping at petco.com slash holiday. All right. Awesome. So petco.com slash holiday is a great place to go and take a look. Petco.com slash holiday. And we've been speaking with lifestyle expert, Kathy Buccio. Kathy, thank you so much. Thank you, Heather. Happy holidays. Hi, I'm Kirsten from Pentatonics. We've all learned how to cope with more time alone. With more time spent isolated or at home, the need for companionship has grown. If you've considered adding a pet to your family, please check with your local shelters and foster organizations. Stray pet numbers have grown immensely over the past several years, and the trauma cost to these animals is devastating. Adopt pets, they need us more than we know. This message is courtesy of the United States Air Force. This is the Odyssey Las Vegas Public Affairs Show. I'm Heather Vale, and I'm speaking with Mary Liz Burns, Senior Director of Communications Strategy at AARP. AARP and the Ad Council have launched a new pre-tirement campaign to help people better prepare for retirement. Mary Liz, thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for having me, Heather. So what exactly is pre-tirement? Pre-tirement is that time in your life when you're really thinking about what it could mean to retire. How do you feel about it? Where is your money? Like, how much are you able to save? And really think about the options that you want to have. The problem is people have a lot of fear and anxiety. Two in three people think they're going to outlive their savings, and one in five actually haven't saved anything. So this campaign with ARP and the Ad Council is trying to reduce that shame and fear. You start with where you are, and we created some new ads to help you reduce that retirement anxiety and really give you some small steps that make financial planning so much easier and achievable. The steps are located at our new free website, thisispretirement.org, where you can take a quiz, do it on your mobile phone. People love quizzes, it takes a couple of minutes, or you can build your own action plan. And at the end of the day, you've got recommended action items for free that get you started. Okay, so kind of as a sneak preview, what are some of those small steps that people could take if they haven't started planning for retirement yet? 
First, just know that you can just start with where you are today. So the first one is if you are working for an employer that has a workplace retirement savings plan, like a 401k, make sure you're contributing to it because it's tax saving dollars and they compound, they grow over time. Many employers also offer a match. So make sure you can try to get the match. And second, you know, you got to create that B word, the budget, looking like where your money is going in and where it's going out and figure out if you can try to divert some of that into retirement savings. Many people have a lot of credit and debt that they have to manage. And that's another key piece. And you'll find great tips on the website. Okay. Now, as you said, budget, the B word, it's the number one recommendation (laughs) from every financial expert, but it's the number one thing that most people don't want to do. So what kinds of strategies does the campaign offer for creating a budget and paying off debt? So at the website, you can figure out how to set some goals that are more achievable. Many times we see these goals of saving a million dollars. And for most people, that's just impossible. So we help you try to set a goal that seems more realistic with where you are. And then second, you know, it really is about just looking at where the money is going in and out. I didn't create a budget until I looked at just at my bank statements. And I started just to see where the money was going. You can just take some small steps to really get some of those numbers in your head and just know what's happening generally. There's a lot of great tips on the site that help you do it within a shorter period of time. Okay. Now, speaking of starting with where you are today, for people who might be closer to retirement than they'd like, and they feel, as you mentioned, that they don't have enough savings for retirement, how can they start saving more aggressively and trying to catch up? You know, for folks who are about three to five years out from retirement, there's a lot of times a sense of panic. So what we like to say is please don't panic. Those are things <laughs> you can do. I mean, at the workplace, if you're over the age of 50, there's a thing called a catch-up contribution. In other words, you can just contribute more and kind of have that as tax-free, you know, savings that can continue to grow. But also you need to probably save for emergencies because if you're a few years out, that medical bill or that car bill or something that happens could derail you. So put aside a little bit of money, even $400 or whatever you can to really be able to pay for those emergencies and then minimize your debt and expenses. If you're putting all the day-to-day things on your credit cards and your credit card rate is 36%, it's going to be really hard. So we've got some great tips on how to reduce some of that credit card debt, which ends up causing a lot more anxiety. Okay. Now, when it comes to making those catch-up contributions, I think there's always that weighing of, well, do I need it more today or do I need it more in the future? So where's that tipping point where we know we're contributing more than enough to be safe for retirement, but not getting rid of money that we need today? And there isn't really one way to plan for retirement or one number that's going to make everybody feel okay. When it comes to catch-up contributions, you know, just think about like how much do you think you may need in retirement and where your daily expenses are going. So maybe you could only save another one or two percentage points of your income. That's a catch-up contribution in my view because you're already contributing some and you're trying to add a little bit more. I think we get too focused on like, are we doing enough? And that makes people then become paralyzed. They don't do anything. So this campaign is just about taking some small steps and just figuring out how could you make a difference in the long run. Nice. Okay. So you mentioned the website. This is pretirement.org. Give us a rundown again of what people can find there. 
So visit thisispretirement.org and you can take a quiz which shows you where you are. You can get recommended action items. You can build your own plan. It's all for free. Nothing is being sold and you get your own personalized retirement savings action plan. Okay, perfect. So thisispretirement.org is the website to go to. Thisispretirement.org. That's P-R-E retirement so basically retirement with a p because it's pre so this is pretirement.org and you can find all sorts of resources there to take advantage of being comfortable when you retire and knowing that you've done everything you can today and we've been talking with Mary Liz Burns she's a senior director of communication strategy at AARP Mary Liz I want to thank you so much for being here today and sharing this information with us thank you thank you so much Retirement can be scary, but only if you're not prepared. That's why AARP created thisispretirement.org. Because unless you've already retired, you're in pretirement and you still have time to plan. Learn about retirement savings options, potential tax breaks, and how you can build savings over time. Visit thisispretirement.org for free resources to help you customize your action plan and feel the retirement fear disappear. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. You're listening to the Odyssey Las Vegas Public Affairs Show. I'm Heather Vale, and I'm speaking with Chris Moshner, Chief Marketing Officer for Finance of America Reverse. The organization recently held their second annual Home Equity Punch List Survey, and Chris has information on how older homeowners can use their built-up home equity to strengthen their retirement strategy and achieve their long-term financial goals. Chris, thanks so much for being here today. Thanks for having me, Heather. Great to be here. So what exactly is Finance of America Reverse? So we are the largest provider of home equity solutions for older Americans. That includes first lien products like reverse mortgages and second lien products that work a lot like home equity lines of credit as well. Okay. Now, what's the home equity punch list? So the home equity punch list is an annual survey that measures homeowners' awareness of the wealth they have in their home and how it can be used. And we conduct it because at Finance of America, we believe that everyone deserves a secure and stress-free retirement and that home equity can be a powerful tool to help more people achieve that outcome. What are some of the main takeaways that you found in this year's survey? Sure. So, so really, it told us three things. First, 80% of homeowners are concerned about the state of the U.S. economy. Second, a majority are concerned about how long their money will last in retirement. And third, a majority don't understand how home equity could be a solution to these problems. And, and this makes sense based on what we're seeing in the broader economy right now. Right now, more than three in four seniors aren't able to maintain their quality of life as they age. Their savings simply aren't going as far as they need them to. And this issue is only being compounded by high inflation and rising interest rates. Okay, so how exactly is home equity a solution to long-term financial goals and retirement? Sure. So the good news is that many people have more wealth than they realize in the form of home equity. And at Finance of America, we help older homeowners explore the range of solutions that they can turn that equity into cash. And these solutions could boost your financial security or just give you more flexibility as your needs shift over time. And so let me give you a few examples to help bring this point to life. 
Sure. We actually helped a couple uh, right uh, in Nevada eliminate their mortgage payment. And in order to give them a financial cushion and increase their monthly cash flow, uh, we also helped a woman in Orlando, Florida, stay in her home so she could age in place and not have to move into a nursing home or managed care facility. And lastly, we helped a gentleman who owned a small ranch in Southern California, and he was able to make property improvements without tapping into his IRA or the retirement account. So I think the point is we can help a swath of Americans across all economic phases of life, and they can provide a range of benefits. Okay, cool. So those are some great stories. And, you know, that's kind of the sizzle, like that's the exciting part. But I kind of like to know about the stakes. So what are some of the solutions that actually allow you to provide those outcomes for clients? Sure. So let me talk about the one that is most common and it's and it's called a reverse mortgage and a reverse mortgage is simply a loan like any other mortgage but it's specifically designed for homeowners over 62 and allows them to tap the equity in their home and turn it into cash and the reason that it's so beneficial is because it offers significant payment flexibility so that as long as the homeowner continues to pay their property taxes and keeps up with maintenance they don't have to pay back the loan until they leave or sell the home. And they're also not responsible to make up the difference if the loan amount ever exceeds the value of the property. So if you take all of these benefits together, you can see why this is an attractive option for many older homeowners. Yeah. So why is the age restriction 62? So the age restriction is 62 because if you think about how this product works differently than a conventional mortgage, is rather than in a conventional mortgage, you're actually paying down the loan balance. In a reverse mortgage, the loan balance is actually going up because you're not usually not making a payment. And so that delta allows the loan balance to grow towards the value of the home. And it really was put in place for people to help them stay in their homes. And it was actually created in the 80s as a result of federal legislation. So the intent here is really to help retirees. And the older you get, the more equity you can actually tap in your home. So it's simply a function of your age and then the prevailing interest rate. And that tells you how much equity you have access to. Nice. Okay. Now you mentioned that they don't have to pay back the loan until they leave. What if they never leave the home? Well, what ultimately happens if the homeowner stays in their home until end of life, the home effectively goes into their estate or it's passed to one of their loved ones and their family. And that individual has the opportunity to either purchase the home, sell the home, and then keep whatever remaining equity is left. Okay. Why do you think there's such a lack of knowledge around home equity in general? You know, I'd say the bottom line is this. If you're over 55, you owe it to yourself to get educated on the benefits of home equity and understand your options. And the great news is these products aren't new or untested. In fact, some like the reverse mortgage we just talked about are actually insured by the federal government. And we've helped tens of thousands of people from all walks of life take advantage of their home equity. So for example, we can make loans all the way up to $4 million uh, based on the value of the home. And, and the thing that I would say is as people get more educated, they overwhelmingly become more positive and want to learn more. And that's why we are so committed at Finance of America Reverse to invest in advertising and invest in education so people can get the facts about what these products actually do. Okay. So where can listeners go if they want more information and to educate themselves about the topic? 
For starters, they can go to our website at far.com. That's F-A-R.com just to learn more about the different options available or to read some of the educational materials that I mentioned. Alternatively, people could always consult with their local mortgage professional who I'm sure would be happy to point them in the right direction. Okay, nice. So the website to go to is far.com. That's F-A-R.com. Stands for Finance of America Reverse, far.com. Or you can talk to a local mortgage professional about your options around home equity, including reverse mortgages. And Chris, the Chief Marketing Officer for Finance of America Reverse is who we've been talking to today, Chris Moshner. And Chris, I want to thank you so much for being here and letting us know more about this topic and what homeowners can do. So I appreciate your time. Thanks so much. Thank you, Heather. It was a pleasure. My dad, he's a double amputee and uh, he's one of my favorite people in the world. To me, a hero is someone who fights for our country and freedom. My dad is a hero. Homes for Our Troops built this house, and it's basically made for him. My dad can get through the wide doorways. When he is making our lunch, he can reach anything we need. He'll help me build tiny projects. Life is good here. Without Homes for Our Troops, we'd be living in a home that didn't have all these features that helped him. Homes for Our Troops builds and donates specially adapted custom homes nationwide for severely injured post-9-11 veterans and enables them to rebuild their lives. If they get a new house like this one, it'll help them, like, do normal life. My dad's not just a hero. He's my hero. Join our mission at hfotusa.org. I'm Heather Vale, and this is the Odyssey Las Vegas Public Affairs Show. Joining me is Dr. Paula Eason, head of U.S. Solid Tumors Medical at Ipsen Biopharmaceuticals, and Margarita, a former pancreatic cancer patient and nurse. November is Pancreatic Cancer Awareness Month, and despite being one of the deadliest cancers, it's also the most difficult to detect. Dr. Eason and Margarita, thank you both so much for being here today. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having me. So, Dr. Eason, how prevalent is pancreatic cancer? It is one of the most deadly diseases in the United States alone. It is the third leading cause of cancer deaths. And why is it so hard to diagnose? Often there are no noticeable signs or symptoms in the early stages, which leads to delays in diagnosis. And when the symptoms do appear, uh, complicating the diagnosis is the symptoms are similar to other diseases or health issues. Now, you mentioned it's the third deadliest. What makes it so deadly? Uh, Because of the late diagnosis in those later stages, often the cancer has spread beyond the pancreas to other organs in the body. Okay. Margarita, could you share your story and maybe some advice that you would have on supporting someone who is newly diagnosed with pancreatic cancer since you've been both a patient and a nurse? Yes, Heather. When I learned I was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer, I was so shocked. The news was very devastating to me. I experienced bloating and other stomach issues, but it didn't occur in my mind that it could be cancer. My skin started to turn yellow and my friends urged me to seek my doctor. After a series of tests, they diagnosed me with pancreatic cancer. It was a scary and emotional time for me. I struggled knowing if I should tell my family since I didn't want to scare them. For those who are going through something similar, 
know that you're not alone. It can be scary to tell your loved ones, but it is important to have their support. They want to be there for you. I was just fortunate to have my faith, an amazing team of doctors, and support from my family, friends, and community. So everyone with pancreatic cancer, I encourage you to seek out doctors who advocate for your care and to ask those around you for support. That's the advice I gave to you. You need their support. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Dr. Eason, Margarita mentioned some symptoms that wouldn't necessarily cause most people to think cancer, just as Margarita didn't immediately think cancer. So what are some of the symptoms of pancreatic cancer that we should look out for? That's a great question, Heather. And some of the symptoms, as I mentioned, you know, are often similar to other diseases. So, for example, stomach pain, bloating. And so immediately, if you experience any of these, it's very important that you, you speak with your doctor for early diagnosis. Okay. And what are some of the treatment options for if it is captured early and maybe if it's not captured till a more advanced stage? Now, there are a lot of new medicines and, and certainly research is, is always advancing in this area. But there's also a focus on that early diagnosis, given the symptoms and, and working with the patients to feel better. That's why we are here today on behalf of Ipsen Biopharmaceuticals to spread awareness of this disease. Okay. Margarita, what would you say is the one most important thing that people should remember if they find themselves going through the same journey that you've gone through? They should go to their doctors and tell their families about their situations and conditions so that they can get their support. And Dr. Eason, what would you say is the most important thing for audience members to remember if they find themselves going through this journey? Yes, absolutely. And, and again, speaking with your doctor if you experience any symptoms. But as Margarita mentioned, you know, leaning on family and friends for support. But there are advocacy groups available for support and education. Uh, the Pancreatic Cancer Action Network, or PANCAN, is one of those programs that provides resources for patients. You can find that online at pancan.org. I encourage all patients to visit this and caregivers online to have that additional support. Okay, so pancan.org. Are there any other resources that you would recommend if people want to learn more about pancreatic cancer during Pancreatic Cancer Awareness Month? Your doctor and, and the caregivers there can, and advanced uh, caregivers can certainly provide education in addition to some of those uh, resources available. Okay, perfect. So pancan.org is the website to go to if you want to find out more about pancreatic cancer, pancan.org. And November is Pancreatic Cancer Awareness Month. We've been speaking with Dr. Paula Eason and also Margarita, a former pancreatic cancer patient and nurse. And Dr. Eason and Margarita, I want to thank you both so much for being here, sharing more information with us and Margarita for sharing your story. I appreciate you both. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Stomach cancer is often misdiagnosed as acid reflux, indigestion, or an ulcer. Because of this, most stomach cancers are found in late stages when there are little to no options left for treatment. I'm not a healthcare provider, just a young mother who lost her husband to this cruel disease. If you or a loved one is experiencing persistent symptoms that can be really common, such as heartburn, having trouble swallowing, or indigestion, you should seek help 
with a gastroenterologist as soon as possible. You can also contact nostomachforcancer.org for more information. I'm Heather Vale with the Odyssey Las Vegas Public Affairs Show, and this is your community events calendar for nonprofit initiatives and charity events around the valley. Park West Gallery has announced the top 10 finalists for their third annual Made in Vegas art competition, and public voting selects the final three. In-person voting is taking place through this Monday, November 27th, inside Park West Gallery at the Forum Shops in Caesars Palace. It's open Sunday through Thursday from 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Fridays and Saturdays from 10 to 10. Find out more at parkwestgallery.com. That's parkwestgallery.com. Giving Tuesday is happening this Tuesday, November 28th. It was created in 2012 as a day that encourages people to do good, and it's grown into a global movement that inspires hundreds of millions of people to give, collaborate, and celebrate generosity. Giving Tuesday is your chance to give back to organizations doing work you want to support. Donate to your favorite charity or find out more at givingtuesday.org. That's givingtuesday.org. Golden Rainbow's 35th Annual Ribbon of Life Holiday Spectacular returns next Sunday, December 3rd at 11 a.m. for the red carpet reception and silent auction with a 1 p.m. showtime and a 3 p.m. after party at Tropicana Theatre at the Tropicana Las Vegas. Golden Rainbow provides housing and financial assistance to people living with HIV-AIDS in Southern Nevada, and their Ribbon of Life show is one of the largest and most successful annual HIV fundraisers in the state. Find out more or get your tickets at goldenrainbow.org slash ribbonoflife. That's goldenrainbow.org slash ribbonoflife. Monday's Dark with Mark Chinook is celebrating its 10th anniversary with a variety show extravaganza to raise money for their partner charities on Monday, December 11th, doors at 7 p.m. and show at 8 p.m. at the Pearl Concert Theater at the Palms Casino Resort. Get tickets or find out more details at mondaysdark.com. That's mondaysdark.com. The Children's Heart Foundation's annual holiday Adopt-A-Heart Family program is happening through December 12th. Gifts from your adopted family's wish list can be dropped off at First Foundation Bank locations on December 11th and 12th. Now to choose a family to adopt, call 702-967-3522. That's 702-967-3522. Or email info at chfn.org. That's info at chfn.org. And to find out more about the Children's Heart Foundation, go to chfn.org. That stands for Children's Heart Foundation, Nevada, chfn.org. The Nevada Partnership for Homeless Youth, or NPHY's, 8th Annual Holiday Giving Campaign is taking monetary and gift donations through December 15th. Then you can help tie a bow on this holiday initiative by volunteering to sort and wrap gifts at the It's a Wrap Holiday Block Party on Saturday, December 16th from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. at the NPHY Drop-In Center, 4981 Shirley Street at Maryland Parkway and Tropicana. 
See the wish list, make a donation, or sign up to volunteer at nphy.org slash holidaygiving. That's nphy.org slash holidaygiving. The Las Vegas Rescue Mission's hosting its 14th annual holiday toy giveaway on Saturday, December 16th from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. at Cashman Field, Lot C&D. This event is free and no RSVP is required, but children must be present with adults to receive gifts. Find out the details or make a donation at VegasRescue.org. That's VegasRescue.org. Three Square's 14th Annual Holiday Match Campaign is happening through December 31st. This campaign is designed to double your impact in our community throughout the holiday season as all donations are matched. So now every dollar donated can provide up to six meals for hungry residents in Southern Nevada. Donate, volunteer, or find out more at 3square.org. That's 3square.org. And Miracle Flights is lighting up downtown Summerlin for the holiday season with their third annual Lights for Flights display of seven positive words through January 1st. Lights for Flights is an interactive holiday experience and photo op that also lets shoppers give back to the nonprofit Miracle Flights. Get more info or make a donation at miracleflights.org. That's miracleflights.org. Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 